One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome to the first episode of Love Stranger. My name is Serena. I am your host. And here we have our first guest, Matt. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you going? Yeah, great. Thanks. Cool. Uh, thanks for having me on. No worries. Uh, so the concept of Love Stranger, this is the first episode. So I'm just going to give a bit of a bit of a brief for everyone, um, seeing as this is the first time you're all going to hear this. Uh, so Love Stranger is essentially capturing stories of uh, interactions between people and strangers that they come across in their lives, uh, moments that have profoundly changed them or changed their worldview or has somehow impacted them uh, emotionally or psychologically, I suppose, or anything that's just kind of shaking you a little bit. So that's that's what we're interested in in exploring in this podcast. So Matt has a very interesting story about a an interaction with a stranger. So I'll pass it over to Matt. So Matt, what happened? Okay, so there's a little bit of a preamble, but I'll try to get straight into it. So um, I'm an actor, um, and I've been living in Fiji uh, for the past six years, cool. and um, which is great, but it's also like if you've ever lived on a small island, and Fiji's not even that small, but you start to get sort of island fever mm-hmm. a bit if you don't um, get out with um, you know, your old life, I mm-hmm. suppose is the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. So at the end of 2018, I was having a pretty rough time. <laughs> and I needed to get off the island and, mm-hmm. and away from um, away from my family a little bit, like just to sort of get some headspace. Yeah. And so I made a plan that I bought a one-way ticket to Vancouver, Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my, and my parents live in Garden, Massachusetts in the States, and I knew that I was going to be going to London later, you know, in this whole trip. Like, it was this big, like, sort of soul-searching trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So by week two, I ended up in Venice Beach in California. Mm -hmm. And um, because I'm an actor, I try to go through L.A. every couple of years just to sort of let people know I'm still alive. Yeah. (laughs) And and so I don't know if you've ever been to California, but Venice Beach is like really cool. But it's also like very like um, hippie. And, you know, and there's a lot of... um, like wild and wacky sort of people on the boardwalk there. Okay, uh, It's Muscle Beach and all this sort of stuff. It's also like the first place um, in California that you could get a license for marijuana. I didn't have a car, um, obviously, because I was visiting. And um, I decided I was going to take buses a lot mm-hmm. because I had time and I didn't really have a lot of agendas. So I went from where I was staying um, in Venice Beach and I waited at the bus shop, uh, the bus stop, mm-hmm. And this guy came up, right? And he sort of was like, uh, I don't know, sort of like um, the big Lebowski or something. You know what I mean? Like he was this, like he had a a fit body, but he was like probably maybe around 50 and sort of a surfer. He rocked up on a skateboard, you know, long hair and a beard. Um, You know, he he introduced himself as Tarzan. How How did that introduction go? 
Was it like he, well, he comes up on his skateboard and flicks his hair over his shoulder and it's like, hello, I'm Tarzan, swings in on a rope. He pretty much just like rocked up, kicked the board, and then immediately started talking at me. Yeah, right. Um, which is, you know, again, not unusual for Americans. I mean, you know, we sort of like to have a bit of a chat, uh-huh. especially if you're waiting for public transport. Were you the only person at the bus stop? I was the only person okay. at the bus stop. Okay, all right. Yeah, okay. so just the two of us. <laughs> And he just started having a bit of a chat. You know, again, I was like, this is interesting. This is an interesting person. I was very open Mm. at that point in my life because I had had sort of a low period and I just wanted, I don't know if I wanted healing or what I was looking for from greater humanity, Mm. but I was very open. Mm -hmm. And I've also, from living in Fiji, you learn that um, the value of listening is so important because Mm. culturally you know, you don't just get straight to it, which is a very American thing. Like you sort of like sit down. I'm, it's like in Australia, you sit down and have a cup of tea, mm. right? So I was, you know, culturally, I was very open to just listening to people's stories as well. But mm. I mean, I think the thing that's important to say here is that you have to understand um, that he was like, he, he was a, like a beautiful looking person, yeah, like right. not like a model, mm-hmm. but like, you know, it's sort of like um like a Greek god, like something that had been chiseled out of, you know, chiseled and wizened, you know, something you would see in the Acropolis. Okay. You know, he had a very sort of godlike presence. Okay. So we're talking, we're talking, we're talking. And um and he very quickly he works um for a community radio station over there. He very quickly told me that he used to be a drug addict, um, and then he found God which is why he, you know, is how he's kept himself clean. He's mm. been sober for 20 years or whatever the story was. I can't exactly remember. But, you know, again, like all very compelling sort of stuff. Mm. And I didn't have to do a lot of talking. I just had to do a lot of nodding and listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, I was at like a really low point in my life as well. And, um, and also, like at this point, this was like early in the Trump presidency, I think. Okay. Like it feels like it was maybe early in the Trump presidency, but there was this real, um, what I noticed as I traveled across America was there was this real need for spirituality because the president was so morally corrupt, uh, wow. you know, that like people were looking for something certain yeah, right. because they were being lied to every day. That's <laughs> and, a really interesting repercussion of, of yeah. that election. Wow. It was I didn't insane. even consider that. I mean, this is my own opinion. So if you're a Trump supporter, sorry, but you know, okay. um, so anyway, so yeah, so he, he was born again, which is interesting, and we were having a bit of a chat about that. And strangely enough, I was brought up Catholic, and I don't practice religion. Um, I'm gay, so I have like a, you know, there's a lot of issues there mm. um, between the way that um, some Christi- Christian people have treated the gay community mm-hmm. historically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And, um, but I'm very comfortable with talking about Christianity because I was brought up and I've always been asked, you know, to question. I'm like Polish American, so my mother was like Polish Catholic, which is quite conservative. Mm. And then she's grown to expand her knowledge of her spirituality. Um, and this all ties in. <laughs> we're, we're getting all the puzzle pieces. We're putting it all together soon. <laughs> so fast forward. We're on the bus. We've cool. had a bit of a chat. You know, he's established himself as a born again Christian. You know, recovered drug addict. I've probably established myself as you know a married homosexual man with two adopted children. Um, and people are getting onto the bus. So we were pretty much like first onto the bus. Mm-hmm. We were at the like one of the first stops. Yeah. And um, and more people are getting onto the bus, and he's just sort of talking, 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 but being very polite. You know, like he's being loud. But, and a little bit, you know, like a little bit like, you know, he maybe he's a little bit crazy or, you know, like, mm. like, you know, like the social issues are not mm-hmm. really working a hundred percent, but I'm not feeling threatened in any way. And mm-hmm. again, part of that is because I'm a six foot tall 
you know, like wide sort of, you know, hundred kilo sort of guy. So, mm. I mean, I don't feel like threatened mm-hmm. in this guy's presence. Um, although he was, you know, a, a, a physical presence as well, um, took a lot, a lot of space. So then we, we weren't that far from when we got on, but quite a few people. So maybe there's like 15, 16, 20 people on the bus at this point. Mm-hmm. And this woman gets on. Right, like sort of, you know, that typical like Hollywood sort of bag woman sort of thing with all the negatives that you want to put onto that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, in her 40s, maybe 50s, like missing teeth, you know, carrying like a lot of baggage, like in the dark sort of clothes, like basically like what you would see like in a Hollywood movie. Right. You know what I mean? If you wanted to, you know, do an archetype Mm -hmm. of of an L.A. bag woman. Mm. And she was very like upset. She had like a lot of voices in her head that were speaking to her. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Tarzan acknowledged her as soon as she came on because he did that with almost every single person that came on the bus. And maybe that's part of his sort of, you know, hyper awareness okay. um, from his own, you know, if he has mental health issues or his own, you know, past addiction or whatever, yeah, but yeah, he was yeah, very sure. hyper aware. Yeah. And, um, and she was having trouble. She was in the front of the bus. We were sort of like in the sort of like, you know, re, you know, move these seats if somebody elderly or handicapped mm. comes on sort mm-hmm. of seats. And then there were like these, this sort of alleyway where you could put, you know, your wheelchair or whatever. So, yeah. you know, those side seats. Yeah. And she was walking up and down it. She put down her bags. And then she started to get very aggressive to this other young woman right. that was on the bus. Okay. And she was talking to her, like there were, she was having conversations with voices in her head. Oh. Yeah. Like, I wow. mean, she was, she was clearly, again, like that stereotype of what you would see yeah. in like, you know, a movie with Nicolas Cage from the nineties or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's like face off or something. At that like moment, that. Nicolas you know I mean? Cage walked onto the bus yeah. is the next thing I'm expecting to hear. <laughs> yeah. um, so she started being quite aggressive to this other young woman on, mm-hmm. the, on the bus and, Tarzan immediately jumped out and said, hey, watch yourself. You know what I mean? And then went back to like, you know, his chat about whatever he was doing that day. Mm. And then she, the woman was not happy that he said anything to her, but she didn't snap back at him. But what she did instead was she went to the front of the bus and she started abusing the bus driver who was also a woman. Mm. Right. And so at this point, the bus driver started to get vocal as well. Mm. and was like, listen, I'm going to stop this bus and you're going to have to get off this bus. And the woman at this point was just like manic. Um, but the bus is driving while this is happening. But the bus is driving. And she's talking to the bus driver and the bus driver is talking back to her while she's driving. Yeah, like wow. going in front of the yellow line, like putting her face very close to the bus driver, you know, all that sort of stuff. Like being like quite dangerous and scary. At yeah, this point. right. And again, you'll remember this is America, right? <laughs> and this is like, you know, this is like post 9-11, you know, America. Mm-hmm. And this is like, you know... Trump and terrorism and like scariness and, you know, people are, you know, still shook by that sort of thing. Mm. So anyway, so then she sort of backs away from the bus driver. So then she starts going this woman again. And maybe there was another woman that she started going as well. Mm. So at this point, Tarzan was like, he kept snapping over and being like, hey, you know, relax, calm down. Hey, you know, hey, lady, you know, everything's cool. Mm. Calm down. So then he just sort of snapped and he was like, all right. He didn't snap, like, anger. He just sort of, like, suddenly turned all of his attention to her. Mm. And he, he looked at her, 
And he said, you're going to have to calm down or you're going to have to get off the bus. And she started screaming, you know, and swearing at him and saying, who do you think you are? You can't talk to me, you know, blah, 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 F, 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 you know, like Mm. every expletive you could ever think of. And the bus driver is yelling at the same time, I'm going to pull over. I'm going to call the police. You need to get off this bus, blah, Mm. blah, 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 blah. So the bus driver pulls over at the next stop and Tarzan stands up. God, I wish you could see this. (laughs) He sort of does like this three-prong hand motion with like two fingers and a thumb with an outstretched arm pointing at her. And he says, he says, you have to leave this bus by the power of Christ, I compel you. This woman like gets very disoriented, but not agitated, but like starts to like calm down. And I said there were, there were voices in her head. It's almost like they started flying out of her head. Mm. I'm so emotional talking about Uh this. Um, In the background, the bus driver is saying, you know, listen, you have to leave. I'm going to call the police. I'm calling 911 and all this sort of stuff. And the woman, like, just absolutely, like, became disoriented and she shook her head and she sort of fell and sat on the seat. And she kept looking at him. And she got quiet, like all of the sort of manicness that had been around her dispersed, Mm. like sort of flew out the open bus doors. Mm. And then she got up and she picked up her bags and she looked at him and she gave him a very dirty look, but didn't say anything. And then she turned and walked and got off the bus. Wow. And then... The bus driver said something like, thanks to Tarzan or whatever. And the bus doors closed and we started again. And then Tarzan just snapped right back into the conversation we were having before. Wow. And I was like, I think I just saw an exorcism. Mm. Like, like I, it sounds so crazy. And I mean, you know, you just have to look at all these like stereotypes that like the fact that he sort of looked like, you know, a god or like Jesus. Yeah, or there's something. totally like the 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 physical like image factor yeah. of that as well. Yeah, and you can imagine. I mean, I have no idea who this woman is, and I have no idea of her experience. Maybe he struck some sort of like chord within you know the little girl inside of yeah. her, or I don't really know what happened. But it was so um, mind blowingly unbelievable, but also kind of wonderful mm. in a way. Because it was a really, like, it was a volatile situation. It was a call 911 situation. Mm. And then he stood up and spoke calmly and firmly and diffused the situation. Mm. And so who knows what happened, you know, when she got off that bus. You know, and then we rode a few more st- a few more stops, maybe four more stops, and he got off and went on his way. And mm. I got off the bus and went to my transfer, and then the bus continued. Mm. And that's like, you know, so... 20 people witnessed that and yeah. that moment happened and passed. And, you know, it's this thing of like, does this happen every day? Yeah. In LA? <laughs> like, well, you think about it, like the amount of buses that are running all the time. And then the chance that you just happen to get on this one thing. And then just for one particular moment, there's 20, whatever people. And then this thing happens and then all of a sudden everyone disperses. And so it was kind of insane. Uh, like, you know, and I, and I don't mean that disrespectfully. I mean, it was just like, I, I could barely get my head around it. Mm. Um, and I was shook <laughs> and Tarzan was like, pretty cool. You know, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm good with the big guy. You know, like, 
you know, I've got a good relationship with Christ, so everything's cool. Like, yeah. this is normal for me, or whatever. Did he say that? Well, no, but, I mean, that was his attitude. Yeah, right. And then he invited me to come. Um, he was, they were doing, he's, a, like, a community, um, like, DJ. He has, like, a two-hour show that he does every Sunday at 4.20, because, you know, it's, like, the pot smoking hour, because he's, like, you know, a former addict and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, right. And he's gone clean. And, um, and so he was like, oh, come on down to the radio station. You know, the, that house on Mills Beach. And I was like, yes, of course I know that house. Cause I, you know, I used to live there. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I know what the one you're talking about right on the boardwalk. He's like, yeah, come on down. Um, you know, I got two hours on Sunday. I'd love for you to come. You know, it was great to meet you, Matthew, you mm. know, don't forget me. I'm Tarzan and I'll see you on Sunday. So this would have been like Thursday and I didn't go on Sunday to see him. Do you yeah. wish you did? No, I purposely didn't. Mm. I was so shook by the whole experience. I was like, I just, I, there's too much uncertainty for that, to invite that mystery back into my life yeah. at this moment. I'm not strong enough, basically. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was insane. Yeah. And so then I left, um, LA like, I don't know, maybe on the Monday or the Tuesday and went to New York. Mm. Yeah. So that was this. That's insane. the story. And then of course, you know, I was, there's, there's, there, there is a follow-up to this. Okay. Do you want to hear the follow-up? Part two of the story. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's go. So I was aware that something, I guess, you know, I, I think down d- deep down in my heart, I think it was, I was aware of something like spiritual or religious happened mm. in front of me. Like, you know, it's, you could imagine, you know, like that old Testament and seeing a miracle, like it sort of felt like it was that powerful. Mm. Right. And again, like, you know, I, I haven't become a born again Christian or anything since, <laughs> but I mean, but it's still, you know, it was kind of amazing. And so then I was in New York mm. and again, like, oh God, there's this weird thing. Cause I lived in New York for many years and there, there is this thing, you know, when you live in a big city and there's a lot of homelessness that you, you learn to sort of like, just look straight ahead and mm. sort of maybe, you know, it, um, I think it was, um, I heard it on the Oprah show once she's like somebody, some guru said, you know, if you see crazy coming across the street, right. So like, you know, you sort of get used to like when you're in New York or LA or any of those places where there is, you know, there are people that may have mental health issues or whatever that you sort of negotiate away from that situation. Mm. So mm-hmm. Keep yourself physically safe because mm. you hear about people, you know, getting punched or stabbed or a bottle mm. to the head or whatever. So anyway, so here I am in New York. And, um, and I'm standing in front of a theater. I had just seen, um, some of my friends in a theater thing and I was looking at my phone. So I wasn't really fully aware of what Mm -hmm. was going on around me. And this guy walks up to me, right Mm -hmm. now, another homeless man, white, probably around the same age, you know, facial hair, but not the long hair like Tarzan. Mm -hmm. Right. And he's, he says, Hey man, Hey man, do you want to hear a poem? And I was like, okay, cool. And he was like, yeah, because I don't have any money, but, you know, I'll give you a poem. And if you like my poem, maybe you can give me some money. Or if you don't, that's fine, too. And at this point, I'm like, oh, man. Okay, yeah, sure, great. He's like, because I'm a poet. So I was like, okay, cool. So he says this poem, and it was about love, right? And so, mm-hmm. again, like, you have to understand I'm still in this, like, very vulnerable state. Mm. Like, the same vulnerable state I was in when I left Fiji and the same vulnerable state I was in when I met Tarzan. Mm. And he tells us this, he tells me the story about love and it was quite simple, but it was quite beautiful Mm. and it finished. And he goes, 
so what'd you think? And I was like, well, thank you. That was really great. I said, I don't have any money to give you, but thank you for sharing that with me. And he went, we've met before. And I said, oh, have we? He goes, yeah, yeah, we've met before. You know who I am. He goes, you remember, you know who I am. And I was like, uh, no, I don't think we've met before. He goes, you know who I am. Who am I? He got like, like not aggressive, but like, you know, like sort of like your dad talking to you. Yeah, right. He goes, you know who I am. Who am I? And I said, you're an angel. That was my response. And he went, that's right. Wow. I'm regarding an angel. And he gave me a hug. And then he walked off. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then, you know, sort of like in Times Square. And then <laughs> there it was. And that was the end of it. So I don't know if it was the same person. You know what I mean? Like the same spirit working through Tarzan and working through this guy. Yeah, right. What that was. That response that you had where, where you said to him, you're an angel. Was Did you feel like... Did you feel like that was an instinctive thing? Do you feel like it was I'm I'm judging by your facial expression right now that it was it was not a defensive thing like please get away from me I'm just going to say you're an angel so I can walk the other direction. It doesn't seem like that. No, it was he it was me sort of in that moment going you know, I can keep denying what I'm feeling at this moment. Mm. Um and he was, you know, he was he wasn't being aggressive but he was being insistent. And I was like, well, I'm going to say what's – like it was that snap decision. It wasn't premeditated. I was like, I'm just going to say what, I, what I'm thinking right now. Mm. And he wasn't at all surprised. You know what I mean? Like he was like, yeah, wow. that's right. And he was very calm when he accepted that information. And like, you know, and then he hugged me, which like he didn't like, you know, go in quickly or aggressively or anything like that. Like there was just that sort of – I allowed myself to be hugged by this person Mm. and he was, I don't even know if he said goodbye. You know what I mean? Mm. He was just sort of like you, (laughs) you know what I mean? That's sort of like you, my friend. (laughs) Off he goes. The little finger guns, as they say. Yeah. So it was kind of, yeah. Do you feel like you, um, or how do you think you would have responded in that? second situation in Times Square, how do you think you would have responded if you had not experienced what you experienced with Tarzan? I would have been much more dismissive and aggressive mm. to the second guy. I mean, in fact, I already had sort of like clicked into New York mode and was like, you know, I'm not going to take any of this BS from anybody. Yeah. And I'm, again, like I said, I'm a kind of big man and I have a very powerful voice and I get very aggressive with people mm. when I'm feeling threatened, mm. um, either my physical space threatened or, you know, or, or the potential of violence. Cause mm. you just don't know, like, especially in Times Square in New York, you know mm. what I mean? Like in this person caught me so off guard, he was like up in my face, you know, like immediately, you know, I was looking at my phone and I was like, Oh, but there's also that thing where you have to sort of, you know, you're doing that assessment and you're going, okay, well, what's going to be the safest thing here is mm. to, you know, to, lock eye contact and engage with this person or scream aggressively or try to get away. Mm, you know, what kind of predator sort of am I dealing with? Yeah, you How sort of do I? that thing where yeah. you're like looking at all the possible exits around you. Yeah, yeah, um, And so, yeah, I mean, I think because I had had that experience with, with Tarzan um, that I was like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to accept what's happening here and I don't think it's going to be a physical threatening thing. Like I'm mm. just ready to... 
listen. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I find this ah, oh, I find this so interesting. When I uh, uh, I've I've had a few similar experiences, like a similar kind of thing where someone you know starts talking to you, and then they mention, "Oh, I'm Christian." Blah blah blah. Like this has happened. Do you mind if I pray for you? Blah blah blah. That kind of stuff. Um, and I've definitely experienced some things, and then had a reaction where it was. Oh, is this true? Am I wrong? Where to from here? Is this the right thing to do? And that that kind of mental battle that you go through, I think it's fascinating to look at events like this and then look at the larger scale events of the world and see how that's impacting people. And then is it true? Is it not true? Will we ever know? Probably not. Um, what do you think of... Uh, Christian specific spirituality, but then I suppose the kind of general, uh, like hippie vibe, Venice beach spirituality. Do you think there's crossovers there? Do you think people, are like one, oh, I don't want to say kind of spirituality, but I suppose that's the only way I can describe it. One kind of spirituality, but claiming to be another and confusing people. Or do you think it's just one blanket spirituality and we all just give it different names and just different physical identities? What do you think about spirituality is what I'm asking. Yeah, and, <laughs> Let's hit the big questions. Well, yeah, and I mean, and in response to these, you know, to, well, and we can specifically talk about Tarzan or mm. we can talk about both of them. Um, there was a very, um, like, white, male, bearded deity sort of experience from both of them. Yeah, right. Uh, which, is what, which is something that resonates with me as someone who's brought up, you know, to believe that that is yeah. what, you know, the concept of God is. Mm. But then at the other point, because I've been living in Fiji, and it's interesting, I think that this experience is, is you know, quite uniquely American in a way. Um, and I was listening to someone in Australia talk about this where um, he was saying, you know, in the country that he comes from, everybody just, like religion is part of the culture. Mm. And so, and it's the same in Fiji. Like, you know, most people have brought up, have been brought up as sort of in a Christian religion or, you know, perhaps they're um, Hindi or Muslim or whatever. Mm. Um, because there's a lot of religions in uh, Fiji, but people don't make it their central identity. But mm. It is an important part of their identity. And it's not something that they're afraid or ashamed to talk about. And mm. I think that sometimes, um, especially in this modern world, it's it is difficult sometimes to reveal that mm. bit because there's so many positives or negatives associated with um, with identifying, particularly I think as a as a white Christian. Mm. You know, I suppose I can speak as a white Christian. I don't know, mm. um, but then yeah, but but I do think there is this bigger sort of thing. I think it's interesting. I mentioned that sort of like those Greek gods mm. you know, when I saw Tarzan. So yeah. there's. Like I think there's always been that belief of the deity, whatever that is, and you know whether that's one or many. Mm. Um, yeah. So I guess the response to that is, I yeah, my view of spirituality is very global, and that it's this you know universal energy. Mm. But then sometimes it seems to manifest itself in <laughs> homeless people in <laughs> L.A. and um, New York on a City. bus. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Cool. Um, thank you for sharing that. And the second part of that as well, I, that was moving for me. Um, so the final little part of, of this podcast, 
um, is I would like to give you the opportunity to uh, say something to Tarzan or uh, unnamed guardian angel. Um, if they were listening to this podcast, if you could write them a letter, if you bumped into them on the street or something, how do you think that conversation would play out? Or if you could say something to them, what would you like to say? Well, here's the thing is that I do go, like I said, I do go to LA kind of semi-regularly, which means every couple of years. Right. So we're practicing for a real occasion now. Yeah. Like I'm not at all, I would not at all be surprised that I run into Tarzan next time I'm there. And because I know where the radio station is and everything, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I could, I could seek him out very Mm. easily. I think, assuming, you know, that everything is still in the same state that it was two years ago. Mm. Um, And I don't think that he would remember the incident. I really don't. Mm. Um, he, I think, you know, from his, from everything he said to me about, you know, the drug use that he had experienced in the past and everything, it sounds like, you know, perhaps that long-term memory is, you know, mm-hmm. I think he may have very much been a vessel at this moment I see. in his life. Um, but I would absolutely remind him of the story. Mm. And I'd say, and just so you know, I was in a very low place in my life. Mm. And that was, um, an experience and an event that stayed with me and carried me through like the next month Mm. of my getting back to healing, I suppose. Mm. I suppose it did feel like it was a bit of a turning point for me looking after myself again. Mm. So, yeah. So I think that's what I would say to him. I'd say, you know, you probably don't remember, but there was this incident we were on a bus and you, you know, and there was somebody who was causing a lot of trouble and you sort of diffused the situation she left and it had a big impact on me. And I probably would tell him the story about New York. <laughs> cool. Well. And see what would come of that. Yeah. Cause wow. I have a feeling if I were to meet him again, it wouldn't, it would be, we would sit down and have a cup of tea. Yeah. Like, you know, not literally, but figuratively. Yeah. 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 And I'd sort of just say, and then if I don't, but you know, that's interesting, right? But like, maybe I'll never see that person again. Mm. I guess that's what's, so interesting about, you know, this podcast and, you know, the stories that you want to hear is that mm. there are all those things that just happen and then they evaporate into the mist. They disappear. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm like blushing and, um, you know, it's something that I don't talk about a lot, um, my spirituality, but mm. I'm pleased that you gave me a forum to talk about it. Hooray. Well, thank you so much for being on my first ever episode and taking this little leap of faith for this little little podcast of mine. Uh, Matt actually runs his own podcast, and I will let him tell you about that. Okay, great. Thank you, Serena. So my name is Matt Young, and I'm an actor. So if you want to find out more about me, you can look at mattyoungactor.com, which is my um, which is my web page. But on that, you'll find out also that I do have a storytelling podcast called The Story Chunda, where people tell unbelievable true stories from their lives, much like the story I just told so you. So if you want more unbelievable true stories, uh, head straight over there. To The Story Chunda, that's right. Hooray! Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll see you next time. Woohoo! <laughs>
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.